tissues pawed at his stall door, a loud wham-wham-wham echoing through the barn. Speaking of crazy, think you'll be okay? Noah asked. He'll settle down once we get out of here. At least Zoe hoped he would. The last thing she wanted was a lame horse or a damaged stall. As if in response, the Appaloosa let loose a roof-rattling whinny. Noah raised an eyebrow at Zoe. You're sure about that? Zoe half-turned in her saddle, watching the horse toss his head in frustration. She reached for her phone, tucked into her fleece's pocket. Maybe I better call Dale's wife and let her know her horse is raising a fuss. From the front of the group, one of the girls let out a shout. Do you hear that? A murmur of comments rippled through the riders until someone else pointed and yelled, Look! Zoe spotted the horse in the distance at the same time she heard it whinny. The Appaloosa answered from his stall. Isn't that Cisco? Noah asked. As the horse galloped toward them, its unmistakable splotches of white and sorrel became clear. Yes, it is, Zoe said. Her vision of a carefree day evaporated when she realized the paint saddle was empty. As Vance Township's chief of police, Pete Adams attempted to take weekends off. Attempted being the key word. However, his small department, which consisted of himself, two other full-time officers, and four part-timers, plus his weekdays-only secretary, didn't offer him the luxury of ignoring his phone. As he stood over the body sprawled on a filthy bedspread, he wished he hadn't answered it this time. The girl was young, very young, 18 max if he was any judge. Drug use, however, aged her. Blonde hair framed a gaunt face that at one time had been beautiful. A pinkish froth coated her lips and nose. At least she was fully clothed. Officer Nate Williamson snapped photos of the girl and the rest of the room in what they had thought was an abandoned mobile home set back off the road behind an also abandoned farmhouse. Looks like this has been party central for a while, Nate said, his voice flat. He wrinkled his nose. Smells like it, too. He'd managed a grunt. Drugs up until now hadn't been a major problem in this rural community. It wasn't that no one used, but kids tended to travel the 12 miles to Brunswick, Monongahela's county seat, or 30 miles to Pittsburgh to get their fixes. Looking at the assorted paraphernalia scattered around the room, Pete knew that was no longer the case. Who called this in? Nate changed a setting on the camera. I'm not sure. It came through EOC. Pete made a note to check with the emergency operations center. The front door of the trailer rattled. Hello? A familiar voice called. County Coroner Franklin Marshall. Back here, Pete replied. The floor vibrated with Marshall's footsteps. He appeared in the doorway, evidence collection case in hand. He nodded at Pete before grimly scanning the scene. This is the sixth OD in the last month the third one to require my services. Pete grunted again. The first in Vance Township. Yeah, well, you've been fortunate. Marshall stepped closer to the body,
careful to avoid a couple of syringes lying on the stained carpet. Fortunate, Pete preferred to believe his diligence keeping in close touch with families in crisis, and visits to the elementary and high schools had been doing some good, keeping the wolves at bay. Right now, failure stared him in the face, the girl's body evidence he'd only been kidding himself. Nate stepped back, holding up the digital camera. I'm done. Thanks. Marshall moved next to the girl. Any idea who she is? Shannon Vincenti. Pete tugged on a pair of black latex gloves. There's no ID, but I recognize her. Parents own a little grocery in Elm Creek. A nice, hard-working couple. Pete dreaded all death notifications, but he most hated telling someone their child had died. Marshall shook his head.